Afro Tales Podcast is a part of the Connected Podcast Network. Chef, Chef. Yes, Glio. Don't you love how we get to share our stories and recipes? Yes, I enjoy it greatly. Do you know what makes it possible for everyone to hear us? Yes, Glio. Our voices, obviously. True, but it's also Anchor, a hosting platform that distributes the podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and others. Oh, yes. And isn't everything needed to make a podcast in one place? That's correct. And the best thing of all, Chef, it's free. Free, you say? Free. And all I had to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, you just had to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yep. Download the Anchor app. Or go to anchor.fm and do what we're doing now. Fantastic, Grio. Simply fantastic. I know, Chef. I know. Hello and welcome. I'm Aman Mazingo, and this is the Afro Tales Podcast. A show that will explore the folklore, tales, myths, and legends of the African diaspora. Today we head down, down, deep into the south. Down into the land of craziness. Down into Florida. For an old John tale. So, take a minute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this tale, Old John and the Talking Hive. Old John and the Talking Hive. You see, the rooster chews tobacco when the hen dips snuff. The old bitty can't do nothing, but he can strut his stuff. <laughs> Old John, you know, he was a conjure man. So he could usually tell what old Massa was going to do or say. And let me tell you, that helped him out a lot. In fact, it let him really get over old Massa one time. You see, old Massa had these two horses. Now, old John had been working for him all these years And so had these horses. And they were all getting long in the teeth. Especially this old nag. So old master decided he would take care of things. By giving that old one to John to take care of. And you'd have to say that old John was proud to have that horse of his own. Because now he could ride it around without making old master mad at him. But still, he had to work that old nag next to the other horse when they were out on the field. Now, things changed a little bit because when old John got to work in the horses, he just couldn't resist hauling off and beating that other one that still belonged to old master. Of course, he never would hit his own. 
So then some white folks told old master, and he got mad and told old John that if he ever heard of him laying a whip to his horse again, and not his own, oh, that he was just going to take old John's horse and kill it dead as a doornail. And that would be the end of that. But old John really knew old master after all these years, and he knew what a fool he could be when it came to money and betting. So he said, Master, now, if you kill my horse, I'm going to turn around and make more money out of it than you have. Old Master just kind of snorted. One day, Old John hit Old Master's horse again. And, of course, everyone heard about it. So he came down where Old John was hauling roots and stumps and other trash and took out his big old knife and cut old John's horse's throat. Old John jumped down off his wagon and quickly skinned his horse, tied up the hide on a stick, threw it across his shoulder, and just walked away. He was a sight. I want to tell you that now. He was a sight. Now, remember, old John was a conjure man. And everybody around there knew about it. So he met up with one white man who saw him walking along the road with the skin on a stick over his shoulder, looking a sight. And the man asked him, What is it you got there over your shoulder, old John? It's what I used to look into what's going on all over the place. You mean you can use that old skin to see things? That old skin and my stick. Well, make it tell something I need to know. And I'll give you a sack of money and this old horse and saddle I'm on. Well, I don't know if it's working today. I'll give you five head of cattle. Beside if you tell me something important. He was really testing him, you know. Well, old John put the hide on the ground, took the stick and hit the hide one lick. And then he held his head down to it like he was listening to something. And then he turned to the white man and said, Well, i tell you one thing. There's a man in your bedroom right now, sweet-talking your wife. And I guess that's pretty important to you. The man ran right to his house to see. And that must be what he found. I guess that because here he came back shaking his head and said, Oh, John, you sure can't see things with that old horse hide. Now, a big crowd had gathered around. So this next man said, John, I've been having some trouble too. Do you think that old horse hide could help me out? Old John went and put the stick back inside the hide and lifted it on his shoulder and said, Well, you know, he was an old horse and just that one beating made him pretty tired out. The white man said, I'll give you six head of sheep and four horses 
four sacks of money if you can get that high to tell me something I need to know. So old John pulled out a stick and hit the hide and held it next to his head as if he was listening again. He said, Uh-huh. There's a man in your kitchen opening your stove and eating your wife's good biscuits right now. So the man ran to his house and he came back out and told old John that his old horse hide fortune telling sure was right again. So he gave him all those things he promised. Now, old John knew how old Master was going to feel about him getting all the things. But he just couldn't resist riding past old Master's house with all his sacks of money and cattle and sheep there alongside of him. Just whooping and cracking his whip as loud as he could. Whoopee, yeah, yeah. Crack. Master ran out of his door and asked, John! Now, John, where did you get all of that stuff? I told you, if you killed my horse, I'd get one back and a lot more beside. And now, I've got as much money and cattle as you have and more. Old Master just couldn't stand that thought of John getting more than he had. So he found out how John had done it. So he took that other horse and he killed it, skinned it, put it on a stick over his shoulder and went to town. Everybody kind of snickered at him. And one man said, hold on there. I'll give you two bits for the skin of that horse to make chair bottoms. Old master told him he must be crazy and that the hide was worth much more than that. He walked on some more trying to get people to buy his horse hide. But all he could get were more offers to buy it to make chair seats. Everyone just laughed at him trying to sell it. So finally he had to throw it away and buy himself a new horse. Now that old John was rich, he couldn't resist showing it off. He didn't have to work anymore, but since he had been fooling with horses all his life, he liked to go riding around showing off everything that he had. Sometimes he would get out of the buggy and take some kids or old granny around with him. And whenever he would do this, when people asked where he got all his money and stuff, he would tell them about outdoing old Massa. Now... Old Master heard him at this one day, and he got really mad. And he said to John, You better watch out, because if you bring your old granny by me, I'm going to kill her. Well, old John just said, If you touch my granny, I'll just turn around and beat you even worse at making money, you know. So one day, Along comes old John out riding his buggy with Granny by his side. He couldn't resist going by old Masters. So old Master came roaring out there, and right in front of everybody, he cut Granny's throat. And there wasn't anything John could do about it. It was all those white folks around, you know. Old John buried his grandmother and went back and 
got out his old horse hide and stick, put them on his shoulder, and carried them up to town again. By this time, he had quite a reputation, you know, and so it didn't take too much reminding for people to remember that he could see things with that old horse hide and stick. They just lined up to get him to see things for them. One man told him, Why, John, make it talk some for me, and I'll give you six goats, six sheep, a horse, and a saddle to ride with. So John made him talk, and the man was pleased, and he gave old John even more than he promised him. And old John went back past Master House with all his new stuff so Master could see him there. Old Master ran out and said, Oh, John, where did you get all of that? John said, I told you that if you killed Granny, I would just have to beat you more at making money. Well, you know that is something a white fellow can't stand is to be made a fool of. And he went a little crazy again. And he went back in and killed his own grandmother so he could make all that money too. So Master went up to town hollering, Grandmother for sale! Grandmother for sale! Now nobody would even say a thing to him, thinking the man must really be crazy now. So after a while he went on back home and went over to John's and told him you made me kill my own grandmother and my good horse I'm going to throw you in the river so what could John do he said well if you throw me in the river I'll have to beat you even more at making money no you won't either you've made your last money and pulled your last trick now he put old John in a sack and carried him down to the river but he forgot his weights. So he went back home to get some. While he was gone, one of these tree frogs came by. And John and the conjure man said to him, Mr. Hoptoad, if you open this sack and let me out, I'll give you a dollar. Toad let him right out then. So old John got a big old soft shell turtle and put it into the sack along with a couple bricks. Then old master got his weights and came back and tied them to the sack and threw it into the river. Now, while old master was down by the river fooling with the sack, old John got out his horse hide again and went up to town and started his contract again. Along came this rich man who had heard all about how old John could tell things. So he told him to make that hide talk. Old John hit that old hide and said to the rich man, There's a man in your smokehouse right now stealing meat from you. And another one in your money safe. And you know what he's taking. Now the man ran into his house and that's what he found. And when he came out he said, Well... You sure can see things with that hat. And he gave him all kinds of things. 
So now old John had the most beautiful horse in town and went riding by old master's house, bold as brass, with big bags of money tied to each side of the saddle. Old master just had to know how John had escaped and gotten all the horses and money too. I told you that if he threw me in the river, I'd make even more money than you could. That's what happens when you throw old John in the water, you see. So old master got himself in a bag and had old John tie him up and carry him to the river and throw him in with his weights tied on. And as he threw him in, old John said, Goodbye, Massa. I sure hope you find what you're looking for. The end. (laughs) Okay, did you like it? Did you like it? Okay, we are here. This is the last episode of season one. Wow. I've done a season. That's crazy. Anyway, um, I like this. Um, don't know how I picked this story for the season finale. It just like any other story, it just kind of comes to me as to um, out of all the ones I've read, and just uh, that one just says, "Hey, read me for the uh, for the show this week," and so that's what I do. Um, I like the old John tales, um, old John versus uh, Master. They they're great. They're awesome, aren't they? Just how they had slaves and yet as much as they tried to make it seems that as if slaves were um, unintelligent and just stupid and didn't know anything and yada 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 um, time and time again in these stories we have stories of slaves outwitting their masters um that is what i love about these stories that is literally pretty much bro rabbit stories is um the fact that these story uh these uh characters these people were able to outwit um the people that were over them or their oppressors of or whoever it may be. And I really like this one. Um because he took this horse hide and yes, he's a conjurer man. Don't get me wrong, he's a conjurer man, but he also is just a wise man, you know. I mean he probably knew uh things that were going on around the town anyway. And so he just used, you know, a little bit of trickery, you know. Um, as to know what was going on, when it was going on, and how it was going on. Um, you know, knowing that there's a man in uh, this guy's bedroom or kitchen and everything like that, he probably knew. He probably knew. It probably happens all the time. Um, or he was really using his conjuring magic and and telling him what was going on. He was really a fortune teller. I don't know. Um, That's up to you. Which one do you believe it was? Um, 
if you believe in conjuring and if you believe in magic, you believe in fortune telling, then you're going to say yes. Doggone it. He was definitely um, foreseeing the future or actually the present and letting them know what was going on at that very moment in their homes, which I think is awesome. If you don't, you'd be like, well, just like with the uh, the burning barn story, um, he had his way of knowing what was going on in the town, and he uh, used that information when it uh, benefited him the best. Um, which neither one is bad. Um, it's what you do, you know. If you have the knowledge, you use the knowledge to benefit yourself as best you can. So. <laughs> Like, I'm going to be mad about that? No. And shit, nobody else. Um, I love how Massa gets his just desserts. Uh, because, like, bruh. You, first, okay, you killed you killed my horse. All right, whatever. Then you killed your own horse. That was dumb enough. Then you killed my grandmother, and I couldn't do anything about it. Because, one, pretty much, because it doesn't say that he was free he just said he worked on you know he worked for the guy but um for all we know he was he was still a slave supposedly i don't think he was but either way go it was a time period where this white man was able to kill this black man's grandmother this black woman in front of everybody and there was nothing he could do about it so yeah uh well you killed your own grandmother boo-hoo that's your fault, not mine, right? Whatever. I, I kind of like that. That was kind of a little bit of justice. And then you tried to kill me, and then, you know, I got free, and you want, and you basically committed suicide. Everything that was supposed to happen to you, bad, happened to you. That's karma. I'm sorry. Whatever. I have no ill feeling toward what happened to Massa and Massa's family because of the actions that Massa took against John. So, whatever. If you feel bad for Massa, then that's just on you. I, I don't. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to. But um, uh, the moral of this story, what is it? Is there one? Yes. Don't kill people. Don't kill people's animals. And don't be jealous because people prosper where you couldn't. Okay? That's it. There shouldn't be anything more than that. It's 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 pretty. This story was pretty self-explanatory on the moral. <laughs> there was nothing hidden about this story, but um, but yeah, I loved it, and it was a good story to to end on. I think, maybe not. Maybe you wanted something better. If so, let me know. But thank you for listening to the story. Thank you for coming this far with me and completing a whole season with me. Um, I kind of like 20 to 25 episodes per season, so um, probably don't expect more than that per season. And then probably take a couple months off and do it again, you know. Um, but... I appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. You guys just don't understand how much I appreciate um, um, you guys listening. The ones, the people that have donated um, on coffee. Uh, I really appreciate what you guys have done. That is awesome. I want to thank 
those people so far. I've had three people, um, and it's awesome. Uh, first, uh, Colored Folklore. If you haven't listened to him and the way he tells the stories, you really should. Go look up Colored Folklore. Thank you for the coffee. Um, Icy Sedwich. Um, I believe I said your name correctly. Um, I apologize if I did not. Um, no, Icy Sed- Sedgwick. I apologize for... Thank you for the coffee. Um, I love it. Um, I appreciate it. And then um, Mrs. Ross, uh, thank you (laughs) for all the coffee that you have bought me. Um, I know a lot of people get, if you donate a coffee, it'll say thank you for the cuppa. Uh, People that are from England or people that are tea drinkers know what that means. I'm really a tea drinker. I'm not a coffee drinker, so um, I say cuppa. Um, just like English people say cuppa. I drink English-style tea. I drink tea all the time, but um, it says coffee, but I say cuppa. So you guys are buying me coffee, and in my mind, it transfers into tea. So thank you for that, um, and thank you for anybody who is – want to donate in the future and help support the podcast in the future. Um, I really appreciate it. But uh, that's it. That's season one. It's in the bag. We're done. We're here. And the standard outro will play after this, but (laughs) just know uh, season one is done. We're here. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. And see you in season two. All right. Have a great and awesome day. Thank you again for your time. Thank you for supporting and sharing this podcast with your family and friends. You can always find Afro Tales podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to leave me a message, or a tweet. I can be found on Twitter at AfroTalesCast, on Instagram and Facebook at AfroTalesPodcast, and now on Coffee at coffee.com forward slash AfroTalesPodcast, where you can financially support me for the price of one small cup of coffee. However you support, I thank you and I appreciate it always. So until next time, have a great day. Thank you.